0: Hi, that's Lindsay, and that's Kayla, and we're two friends who share a love for reading that we want to share with you. So, so let's talk, talk about books, books, baby. Please, um, yeah. yeah, I've had my I had my bra on. I put my bra on. I put it on every day, just for support, like while I'm working, because mm-hmm. my boobs are just all over the place, Girl, um, but then like 10 o'clock, I was like, I'm getting back in my jammies. I'm just so done. It's just one of the, on Thursdays at work, I have to process sign-on and referral bonuses, mm-hmm. and it is the most manual process. I have like 10 of them to do. It's going to take me all day, like it, because I have to fill out, like, a Word doc, and I have to find all of the, like, employee ID, the the region they're in, the district they're in, I like, do that all stuff of too. stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And I'm just, like, so over it. And we're getting a new system in January, uh-huh. and um, it's going to be automated. And I'm, like, so am I not going to have a job? <laughs> but also, like, please automate it because it's, like, literally the worst thing in the world, so. I, oh, my God. That's so funny. Ugh. See,
1: I... I'm really I'm not I I won't say I'm weird because I don't like it when girls are like, I'm so weird. Like, no, you're not. You're very ordinary actually. But like Yeah, but like I do this thing where like, sometimes I'll just like, I sleep in my bras, which I've heard that people are like, you're a psychopath if you sleep in your bra. But I'm like, I don't know. It's like the support. I feel like it's like a hug. (laughs) But then then it's funny because then I'll wake up and sometimes I take my bra off when I wake up. (laughs) It's so funny. It's a reverse. I have no clue what's going on. So I haven't worn one all day. Or yeah. it's I mean, night, actually, too. So I, I've just been – I've just let my freak flag fly. I'm living in
0: no-bra city. Isn't that know? kind of like free-balling it? I'm <laughs> free-balling it. Yeah. Did <laughs> we make a joke so, about that? I feel like we've made a joke about that. No, I don't I'm know. Never
1: positive made. we have. You I and feel I,
0: like we have. I, I think that's – On
1: podcast? You know what? Someone let us know. Have we made a joke about free-balling it? <laughs> I feel like I've said that recently. I definitely thought about, uh, you know, what was really funny when I visited England, I visited England and I visited Scotland. And when I was in Scotland, it was the last day I was there. And all the people I were with were from Australia. Shout out. Um, But actually that night, I think that I was with a few americans maybe a few americans but mostly it was australians and they were asking me what do you call this thing and then they'd be like they'd mention something and i would yeah. like, "Oh, we call it this and then they would laugh and they would be like why do you call it that we call it this and yes. then they and then they were like hold on hold on hey kayla what do you call it if you have two beers you have one in each hand and then i was like oh they say you, you're double fisting it and they uh-huh bust out laughing yeah okay when you have told this story at least to me i don't know i if you told, told it about to you i don't think yeah. i told it on the podcast but like yeah, yeah i was like so funny. yeah so it's it's yeah, double, double fisting double fisting means something bad in america too but like i mean <laughs> but you know um hey guys that's funny hi <laughs> <laughs> welcome Oh gosh, guys, Uh, that was a a tangle, like a tangled web of women's issues and arguments and day to day things. (laughs) But uh, you just
0: popped right into a normal conversation here.
1: Right in, Um, yes. I genuinely. Side note: This is also part of the women's conversation. My. Ovaries feel like they did around with Mike Tyson. They oh, hurt no. so badly right now. <sighs> and I'm just writhing on the floor. Not now, earlier. Yeah, but like in general. <laughs> That's the feeling that you have. Oh. Yes, I was dying. And so I just like. I'm just, I think it's that that first day, right? That first oh, day, yeah. I'm literally just laying here like, I'm dying. And I can hear the, like, the music in the background with, like, violins or whatever. Yeah. Almost like I'm in one of those mafioso movies. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I'm dead here on the bed and like that kind of thing i'm so dramatic yeah i'm dramatic by myself yeah like i get it (laughs) it hurts so i just i'm not a fan i'm not a fan i just feel like i'm dying currently and that's where i'm at in my life (laughs) sorry
0: pop some pop some tylenol and some ibuprofen and yeah
1: Mm, i took two i took two extra strength mofos and they're yeah. kicking in nicely. Oh good. I know usually
0: I'll take four in oh a day Oh my god. Oh in a I'm day. Like, okay. I thought you meant at once. Not one. at once. Yeah, I'll take two <sighs> in the morning and two at night. But like those two at night are like still riding on the, the wave of the really ex the the feeling of the first two. So then it's like, <laughs> I'm just high, honestly. I'm, I'm
1: high. <laughs> I'm high on acetaminophen, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Well, guys, today we're talking about an actual classic because this yes. month is cozy classics. Yay. Uh, I wish you could see me right now. I'm wearing a big old t shirt, some nice flannel plaid pajama bottoms, no bra, as we were talking no about. Bra. <laughs> and I have been listening to Emma on audio non stop. Uh, yes.
0: Lynn, did you see? You saw the new Emma, right? Yes. I saw it in theaters. It's the last movie I saw in theaters. Me too. Her COVID hit. Yes. Yeah. So
1: oh. uh so the girl okay, so the audiobook that I'm listening to is read by the woman who plays Mrs. Elton in yes. Emma. Yes. Uh, oh, and so good. She's got such an amazing voice. So I watched her, uh I wanna say her name is Tanya Robinson. I'll double check. Okay. But um but she has been in uh so many things. She's in sex education which is on Netflix which is a fantastic fantastic show. I still haven't watched that one yet. Oh, it's like it's so 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 good. So if you ever get a chance, that's that's the one.
0: Yeah, I have um, an audiobook version of Pride and Prejudice read by Rosamund Pike, who plays Jane in the 2005 version. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm
1: stupid. It's Tanya Reynolds. Tanya Reynolds. Tanya
0: Reynolds. Tanya Reynolds. Okay. (laughs) I like it when it's read by someone who was in the movie. Exactly. And like they've experienced it. Yeah. And And they're British. They're British. That's the thing. Like,
1: it's the most calming thing to hear a British person yeah. read a book. Yeah, I mean, it really is. All British people, but these women or men have this uh, this control over their voice. It's very yeah. beautiful. It's classy. I love it. So, um yeah, let's just jump right
0: into it. Yeah, let's do it. So I read Emma like a long, long time. I can't mm-hmm. even tell you when I read like a long time ago. So I don't really remember the book because now I'm I've been clouded by the movie mm-hmm. plural. Um, but it's one of my favorites. It really is. I mean, of all the Jane Austen, it, Emma is one of my favorites. I just love the character of Emma and how clueless she is <laughs> yes did you know that emma
1: is considered one of jane austen's most flawless novels really
0: yeah and i, I mean, understand I, yeah i get that yeah it's just it is the perfect comedy and just the characters are just so good like it just is so hard to not like it because it's just so good um yeah i mean yeah even with me, like,
1: I know that, uh, you know, on our Instagram the other day, I was giving Frank Churchill some, some crap, because yeah. I, I get very angry at him. Yeah. But the funny thing is, Emma doesn't have any bad guys. It doesn't, Emma doesn't have any, like, any um, antagonists, really, except for right. kind of herself. I mean, of course, you kind of have uh miss elton but
0: even her like you can skirt by her she's no one no? It, that, that's what i like about it is that it's not nothing is high stakes in emma everything is so minimal minimal but mm-hmm. it is it's high stakes to her because she's rich this is all she has to do in her life everyone's out for her and she's out for everyone. You know what I mean? Like it's, yes. it's one of those things where it's like a rich white girl just doesn't understand that like she is living in, in rich white person problems. Yeah. And, and like, but like that's what makes it so good is that she is truly clueless and, and it's just so the, the characters all around just really compliment who Emma is and just like the purpose of the story. Yeah. The, it's so. like, it's like, it's funny. Cause it's like, it's
1: Emma's world. Everyone else is just yes. living in it. Yes. A hundred percent. But then, but that's how it seems at first. But then yeah. I think that that's probably the first half of the novel, maybe even more. But, yeah. but then I think that's when Emma starts realizing, oh, that's actually not the case. I right. am. It, it's actually not my world. I can't manipulate everything in it. I, I'm i actually just a piece of the greater puzzle. Um, right. I, I really feel like Emma finds that out, you know, especially with her dealings with Mr. Elton and trying to get Harriet and Mr. Elton to come together. <laughs> my that's got, what gotta be one of my favorite parts is when Frank Churchill and Harriet stroll up and Emma's like, Oh, 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 this is happening. Okay. And then like, and then Harriet's like, I'm feeling some really strong feelings for someone. And Emma's like, go with it. Just go with it. It's cool. I support it. Um, and then later when she goes to tell her uh, when she goes to tell Harriet Frank is engaged and then Harriet's like oh no I knew Frank was engaged yeah to like Jane right isn't that yeah. weird and then she's like wait a minute like you're not mad like I thought you loved him no I don't love him why would I love him but yeah. like you said you loved someone oh how did you how did you misunderstand that and, uh, that's the thing that I love about Jane Austen is that i think oftentimes we have these movies and shows that we just get really pissed off about because we're like if you would have just said it out loud then this whole thing would have been smoothed over but because you didn't this misunderstanding happened and it drove the entire story yeah but like with emma and with jane austen in general she she does not allow that to happen so it's like in this case Emma was like, no, 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 no. You said A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. So I thought you were talking about when Frank Churchill saved you from the gypsy children. And she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I see what I see. No, that wasn't what I was talking about. My bad. I was talking about Knightley when he invited me to dance. And it's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. It's this uh aha moment.
0: Yeah, I love... I love-hate the whole, like, oh, you just didn't explain it correctly or you didn't say something. It's miscommunication. Mm -hmm. But so many books use that trope to, like, further the plot. Um, And so it's a love-hate thing because sometimes it's like, okay, I get why the author had to do this. But also it's like, are these characters just so dumb that they just don't understand what's going on? Or they don't, like communicate with each other and they communicate in every other aspect but the one thing that mattered to like get them to where they needed to go um well okay so I want to talk about Clueless because I had read an article that said that Clueless was the best Jane Austen adaptation out there that it it stayed true to the characters and to the book but modern, but in a modernized way. And I have to agree with that. 500%. Um, yeah. Clueless is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma is one of my all-time favorite classics. And cl- the, what Clueless did so well, and there was an article. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, I can find it later. But um, essentially, this article was like what Clueless took – the heart of the novel and the heart of these characters and in this modernized world of the 90s um, really brought out what who these characters were and what they meant and what the storyline was whereas okay i love the gwyneth paltrow version of emma um i can't remember when it came out but long time ago um that's why Yeah, in the 90s. That's my favorite. Um, I did like the new 2021. Um, It was very visually pleasing. But what those two don't do well, that Clueless does well, I think is really brings out the comedy aspect. Um, I feel like it's very hard for a Regency era style movie to have like true comedy that at least we can understand Mm. in the modern world. Um, Even reading Emma, like, yes there's comedy and there's funny parts but it's still, it's just not the same, I think. Mm -hmm. And so having Clueless kind of as a base, at least for the comedy aspect of it, you can see these characters getting in their situations and why it's such a great story. Um, Not that without Clueless, like, I would think it was a great story without Clueless, but I think Clueless just enhances what the story is mm-hmm. and how it matters to the characters, or how the characters matter to the plot and the story. Um And it's also, like, that miscommunication aspect just comes out so well with these Beverly Hills white girls, you know what I mean? Just rich, yes. and how they're just, like, whatever you know and just, yes uh it's uh, it doesn't say rsvp on the statue of liberty <laughs> you know i just like it's so funny yes and what i
1: will say is i totally agree with that um i i, I thought that emma was very fun and light-hearted and funny yes. but I, I will say that i understand where you're coming from because here's the cool thing about clueless is that every point in that movie you can trace back to something that happens in emma very clearly very very clearly um and so one thing that i think of is um when she first is talking to Harriet and Harriet's like, oh my God, Robert Martin, like Robert Martin. So like, isn't he wonderful? Didn't you like him? And she was like, I mean, he's good enough, I guess, but like not for a husband. And she, and you know, she says all this stuff and you're like, and you can kind of feel um, Harriet's like heart kind of go down and be like, oh, okay, I guess I have a lot to learn, that kind of thing. But then in the movie, clueless you have that scene where she's like showing all the burnouts and Mm. like all these different you know clicks and then um uh Cher and Dion are I'm sorry yeah Mm. Cher and Dion are sitting at the table and they're eating or whatever Ty comes back and she's like oh I met this really cute guy straight off he offers me a smoke look he's right there (laughs) and then they're like and then she's like hi, how old are you? And she's like, "Uh, my birthday is in May or whatever. And she's like, okay, well my birthday's in April, so take it from someone who's I'm older. Older, and older than you. <laughs> and it's Funny, like that's funny. Yes. You're sitting there like, oh my God, this is so stupid. But like it's right. the same, it's the same concept. There it's yeah. the same thing. It's like, you know, Emma is like, Ugh, well, look, I have lived in this society. Like mm-hmm. I understand what needs to happen. Um, and and you know, that's it's that thing where she's like, you know, kind of kind of uh trying to be the be the hand that moves all the pieces um but then in the end uh in the end of emma (coughs) pardon me uh harriet she goes to i can't remember his name but she goes to her dudes uh skate i don't know tournament his his Uh sporting tournament and it does feel like it does at the feel- end of Clu- at the end of Clueless. At the end of Clueless, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she goes to her dude's like skateboarding tournament, and right. it it almost feels to an extent like Cher facilitated that. I know she didn't, but right. but she says she's gonna go. She does go. Ty shows up. She's like, oh my god, I've been an awful person. Blah blah blah, and then and then she sees him, and she's like. Ah, finally, you know, it's like finally her heart can rest with the dude that she wants to be with. But in Emma, like in the book, Emma doesn't find... She does not have anything to do with Harriet and Robert Martin getting together. In fact... In fact, she doesn't find out from Harriet. She finds out from Mr. Knightley that right. Harriet and Robert Martin got together. So it's right. like, wow, okay, there's there's the little, there's tiny differences, but you're yeah. right. It really does encompass the heart of Emma. It's so yeah. beautifully done.
0: Really, yeah, it like captures the character's essence, mm-hmm. in a in such a great way that was relatable funny you're you're kind of like i know someone who can who's kind of like share i know mm-hmm. someone who's kind of like Ty. you know and and that's like it just i mean clueless is just one of my all-time favorite movies regardless but i just love thinking about it from an adaptation standpoint how well they really did cuz it could go wrong modernizing um a, a novel like that yeah it, you know to it just it could have gone wrong it could have gone very wrong it could have been terrible it could have been a bust but it wasn't and that i think is what is really important um when you're adapting a book to a movie even if you do it in the same era mm-hmm. and you know the costumes are correct and everything is is accurate um there's still so much chance for air and I think like the Gwyneth Paltrow version isn't like totally true to the book I don't think even this new 2020 version is as much maybe you can speak to it's been it's been so long but um I thought it was
1: actually I thought I personally thought it was pretty true to the book the only difference I would say would be (laughs) Mr. Woodhouse Uh, okay I think Bill Nye's version
0: is so much funnier than the book version I mean, casting him was such a great decision. Phenomenal, uh, yeah. On the casting part, he was just so innocent. Yeah, innocent. He brings <laughs> that uh, the comedy aspect in just such a great, just, just such a great way. I mean, he's so great in everything I've ever seen him in. Um,
1: everything.
0: I mean, in the book, Mister Woodhouse is—it's
1: very hard to describe, uh, but. It kind of reminds me of my dad a little bit. Okay. <laughs> a okay. little bit because, like, he's like, oh, poor thing, poor this, poor that. And then it's, like,
0: anything Very someone said. Woe is me.
1: Well, it's more that he finds issue with everything that everyone does and he's like you should do this instead it's like i always have a better way of doing something and this is very much like my dad like not in that not if my dad ever hears us not i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it is something that he does he he you know if i tell him oh like i'm gonna um i'm gonna go to target Be like, oh, please be careful, honey, because the numbers are skyrocketing, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you shouldn't go. And then I'm like, well, I'm doing the drive up, so they're just going to pop the stuff into my backseat anyways. It doesn't matter. Or like I'll say, you know, oh, I'm going to go do this. He'll be like, oh, but honey, it's going to be raining. You shouldn't go anywhere, blah, 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 blah. I get it but like, it's not gonna stop me. Like, or he always has a better way, quote unquote, of doing things. And it's very much like Mr. Woodhouse. Mr. Woodhouse is like, oh, poor Mrs. Taylor, poor Mrs. Weston. Like, oh, I'm sure she hates being at that place. And Emma's like, well, she's married and she's with her husband now. So like, I'm sure she doesn't. And so stuff like that, but in the movie, He's much less like that. Uh, he's yeah. more like, mm, I don't know, who cares? Mm, the innocence, innocence, innocence. Right. You know, like right. very, right. Yeah. he's very, uh, I don't know. He's a little clueless as well. Right, right. But and then he's a little bit of a hypochondriac with like the the heat um the heat shields or whatever. He's so funny. So I I honestly prefer Bill Nye's version just because I didn't want to punch him in the face.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Maybe just a little bit, but (laughs) not as much. Yeah, no, I completely yeah, I I agree with that. Um well I wanted to talk too about the casting of Emma uh with uh Anya Taylor what is her name Anya Taylor Joy Joy, I love her so much so yeah so I mean this is the first time I had ever seen her was in Emma and then I'm you know watching her well I know you saw her in the minute the miniaturist I never watched that one um and then I'm watching her in the Queen's Gambit and she's just a completely different character it's just so funny to me um or crazy how actors can just Really be different people and because she has such a distinct face mm-hmm. and look that, like, she fit Emma to me. Like, I was like, You're a perfect Emma. And then I'm like, Oh, she's in the Queen's Gambit. Like, what? Like, I don't know how I feel about this, but then she was great in that too. And I didn't think she would be. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think she would be. She's a straight um,
1: up chameleon.
0: Yeah, she really is. Like, and she can pull off the red hair, she can pull off the blonde hair. Like, it's crazy to me. Although, can we talk about the Queen's Gambit literally is just people with small faces. Her and Benny just have tiny ass faces. And
1: also the just, guy like, from Harry Potter, the one who played Dudley Dursley. Shut up.
0: That's him. That's, that's, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Fucking, you are fucking lying. I'm going to let no. you know.
1: Hold on. I'ma wait.
0: I'ma wait. Everyone, we're waiting. Oh my god. Okay, hold on. Hold on. (gasps) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Shut the fuck up. It's him. How did I not? What? How did I never connected that. He he just lost weight, I guess. I am like I know I need a moment. Just De- shit. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta tell. I gotta tell Patrick.
1: Okay, but here's the thing: she was also in the movie Split, which I'm sure you didn't see. But it's it's like a it's it's a like a scary movie or like a thriller or something like that. Essentially, it's with James McAvoy, and okay. what happens is, uh. She goes to this, like, birthday party and everyone there is like, why is this girl even here? Like, they're super annoyed. They're really annoyed that she's there. It was like she was kind of forced to go to this birthday party where she wasn't actually wanted. And she is offered a ride home afterwards by the birthday girl's dad, I think, or, like, someone's dad. And so she and two other girls get into the dad's car and they're waiting and then all of a sudden someone comes gets in the car and she's in the front seat the front passenger seat and then it takes her a second and she just very slowly turns to the left to face the um the driver and it's not the dad it is someone else who has hopped in the car and they spray something in her in the two girls in the back in their face and in her face it knocks Uh them out and they wake up in this place they're prisoners in this place and the two girls are screaming crying freaking out and she's the only one that's like minutely calm and Uh she kind of she kind of fights and manipulates her way out of her situation she is
0: such a great actress, and in that one, she's a yeah. brunette. So interesting, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, wait, hold on, because I actually made a comment when we were watching *Queens Gambit*. I was like, "Everyone looks British, doesn't everyone?" Because everyone fucking is British, I guess. Like, I didn't think to look up uh, Baltic, but I was like, "Don't they all look British?" And like half of them are. Yeah, and, and they're was, all playing just... Americans, right? I thought that it was a British show when I like watched the trailer. I was like, "Oh, it's a British show. It's about they're in they're in England." No. And like I am so fucking shook. And the guy that plays Benny, uh-huh. I I mean, you know he's the little boy in love actually. Yes. Yeah. I just, I can't unsee. He looks like a little kid still. Okay. So he's it's so child. funny that you say that. It's he's so 30 funny. years old. Sorry. Yes. I'm so shook.
1: <laughs> no, it's so funny that you say that because when I was watching it, I remember it, I was like, but that's just so weird. Like they're trying to portray him as older than her, but he's not older than her and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I I go to look it up and I'm like, oh my God, he's, 30 he still looks like a child and then she is only like 24 so it's like actually that was pretty accurate like the age difference was fairly accurate so i thought it was great and i loved that they ended up together
0: i am so fucking shook 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 well about dudley not not about him but yeah he's a baby all right sorry i'm just Um, um anyway Wow. Uh, back to Emma, I guess. <laughs> You're like, how do we move on from this? <laughs> I literally feel like I need to, like, step away. <laughs> I feel like I ha- need to have a moment. I, like, literally had no clue. He I'm... does a great job. Hi, Benny. I am Aww, Benny. so shook.
1: Ah, he's handsome! Benny, Benny, look right here. Benjamin. Okay, well, Emma... Emma, yes, I and can we just can we backtrack for a hot second yes, to Frank Churchill, yes, please please, Is, I know that he's not I know that there's no real antagonist and real bad guy in this whole thing, except yeah. for maybe hubris, <laughs> but yeah. how mad were you at Frank Churchill? Do you think that he was a bad
0: guy? not really i know you do you're i have you're issues that. i've been cheated on i have big I issues <laughs> i don't know i that's the thing is everything about emma to me was very is very light i have no gripe really with any of the characters because to me they're all they all serve such a great purpose they you do know what I mean? like even like mr elton i'm i'm You know, I'm like, whatever about him. But he serves a purpose. He's a real D-bag. That's his purpose. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, 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 to me, I'm like, oh, whatever about him. You know? Yeah. What I would say is, see, I want
1: to hate Frank Churchill. And I do. I think he was a real jerk. I think that that was very low. You know, he was saying, he said in his letter to Miss Weston, I believe, that, you know, when he was talking about, like, what was going on with him and Emma, he was like, look, she and I flirted, and the reason I flirted with her is because I could tell she was not gonna like me, and she would never end up with me, and so it was very surface-level flirting, and it would take away all suspicion Uh, away from me and Jane Fairfax. And Mm -hmm. that was why I, you know, but then he does, he does say, well, what if she would have liked me, then, you know, that would have hurt her. And I would, I would feel very bad about that. So he does own up to his wrongdoings, which is good. That's, that is and I want to say that that none of that is in the movie, which I think is why I hated Frank Churchill so much is because I was sitting there like he there's doesn't no give redemption. any. Yeah, there's no redemption. Yeah. He doesn't give any explanation for his actions. You know, yeah. he's sitting there, you know, flirting with Emma just constantly and constantly with her, making fun of his fiance. And then, you know, and of course, his fiance, she gets upset. She gets rightfully upset. She's like, F this. I'm done. I'm done. He's clearly cheating on me. He clearly doesn't take us seriously. She writes him to let him know that this is happening, that she feels very kind of pained by his choices and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. he writes her back, letting her know, like, It's always been you. I love you. This is just, you know, whatever. Like thinking, thinking that she's, you know, being overdramatic or whatever. And then he forgets to send the letter. And then she's like, okay, well, since you're not writing me back, uh, here are all your letters. F you. And then he realizes his mistake. And that's when he's like, I have to do right by this. I have to fix this because I'm not losing the love of my life. That's when he tells everyone about his proposal, about his engagement. And then that's when he's like, I need to make a change here. You know, while it's very nice that he decides to take this step, I still am thinking, but what if Emma had started liking him? Like she even at one point does say, maybe I love him too. You know, like she kind of has that thought. Right. What if she right. had started loving him? This would be a completely different story. She would have been heartbroken. That's the thing. I'm like, that's yeah, true. nice, Frank. It served your purpose to move eyes away from you and Jane Fairfax to you and someone else. But you, in doing that, you were risking someone else's heart just to hide your secret. Right. And I don't like that. I don't like that.
0: I mean, that's true. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I totally, he's a good guy. I he get is it. a good guy. Yeah. Clearly, I mean, in the book, yeah. because he you know owned up right. to it, but like he has faults though. Like everybody has faults, and I think characters should have yes. faults that we notice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there should be faults that we're like, yeah, I see that fault. I acknowledge that fault. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do something about it? Um, you know, I hate it when books are like. Oh ladyda my this character is perfect and here we go and then you're never going to you're never going to see them make a make a bad move or if they do it's so minimal and they'll never even acknowledge it you know and it's like no like i think character i think books are better when characters have faults, there's character development, and we get also, to see them grow and change. Also, call you
1: out on it. They call out the main character on it. I'm I'm yeah. specifically thinking about yep. and you're gonna hate me for this. I'm specifically thinking about the After series because we have the main the main character Tessa through the entire series is okay. like, you know, she is the main character. So to an extent, you're almost like, oh, but she doesn't have faults. She's the main character. Blah blah blah. Yeah. In the last book. Her best friend calls her out and it says, you are the reason all these bad things have been happening. Not this character, you. And he calls her out on all of her bad choices. And then she realizes, whoa, everything bad that's happened in the past year or two years, however long is because I was not strong enough to walk away, because I was not strong enough to make this decision or that decision. I could have stopped this too. And, and that's not to victim blame or anything like yeah. that, but it is to say- Acknowledgement you know, of actions. Someone wrongs you, learn from it and don't let them do it again, walk away. Um, instead of constantly right. throwing yourself into this drama right. triangle, into yeah. this drama cyclone, if you will. And I think that's the great thing about Emma is that she does learn from it. And right. she's like, well, like, I'm, I'm going to be better. And then, and yeah. she does, you know, she, like, when she hurts Mrs. Bates' feelings. Right. And, and right. in, I want to say in the movie, yeah. I, does she apologize in the movie? In I the think book, she does. She, in the book, she doesn't, but it's not that she apologizes but she goes to mrs bates's house and is like hey i you know i'm here to say hi and you know almost like a almost like a burying the hatchet kind of thing so right
0: yeah um i can't remember the movie it's been it's been a minute but um yeah i mean and and that's that's why i i recommend emma like to everyone is because it it's so good character wise plot wise Mm -hmm. Just everything about it is just just, so. You cannot go wrong. It's so beautifully done
1: with Emma. You know, it's a love story that kind of comes out of nowhere. It's it's several, it's it's several love stories, (laughs) which is funny. Uh, That I think something that I do love is Harriet because Harriet starts off the book pretty enamored with Robert Martin, and then it becomes oh. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be with him because he's not highborn or yeah. high enough or whatever. And then it's like, oh, what about Mr. Elton? What about Frank Churchill? Oh, Mr. Knightley, blah, blah, blah. And then in the end, she makes the decision to accept the proposal of Robert Martin because he's the one who she wanted all along,
0: you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's also a good kind of acknowledgement to like to not do what your friends say you should do you know that you have to still think for yourself and that following the crowd like I know this is cheesy but like Mm -hmm. just because your friends jump off a bridge doesn't mean you should jump off a bridge like it's it's very much like you can be your own person and it's important to be your own person I think especially like with teenagers even nowadays it's good to teach them that lesson like Mm-hmm. Life is going to go on. You do not have to appease your friends. Just live your life the way you want to.
1: Yeah. And I'll even take that a step further in that in Emma, Emma tells Harriet, well, I'm very glad that you decided to turn down Robert Martin because I wouldn't have been able to associate myself with you anymore if you would have. And Harriet's like, oh my God, and I couldn't have lost your friendship. But then in the end, Harriet chooses Robert Martin. And I think that that was beautiful because it's like, she's like, if you were really my friend, I mean, in my head, this is the the stream of consciousness. If you were really my friend, then you wouldn't care about who I choose. So I'm gonna choose who I want to choose. And if you decide to lose my friendship over it, then so be it but he's a good guy. It's not like he's a bad guy. He's a really good guy who cares about me and loves me. And that's why I'm choosing him. And I think that is beautiful.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. Well. Mm. (gasps) Guys, this was beautiful. It really was. We (laughs) we love Jane Austen in general, but Emma is definitely one of my top favorites. So
1: Emma just takes the cake, man. Yeah. Just takes the cake.
0: So, um,
1: next week we're on Weathering Heights. Yep,
0: the Brontes. Yep, we're, we're hitting, hitting up the Brontes. We're hitting we're them hard. hard. We're just gonna do one. We're talking about Weathering Heights, and then for Agatha Christie, we're talking about Ordeal of Innocence. Ordeal by Innocence. Ordeal. Yes. By Innocence. Yeah. Sorry, I haven't read it yet.
1: <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm actually gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to the audiobook. Okay. I don't know if you want to listen to the audiobook, okay. but I'm listening to the audiobook of "Ordeal" by Innocence okay. because uh, I, I listened to a sample of it and it was beautiful. Yeah. So I was okay. like, "Perfect, I'm gonna do that." Yep. Sounds, so sounds uh, good. Come along for the ride. We will be here. All right. See you guys next week. Uh, Until then, on to the next chapter.
0: Bye. <laughs> bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Tune in every Monday for new episodes. That's Kayla. And that's Lindsay. Goodbye!